Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 75 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about marriage and entrepreneurship with Adrian Rowland. This was such a fun topic to cover because so many of us, as we run our businesses, are also trying to figure out how to involve our spouse and make sure that our marriage is still an important part of our lives. So today, we talk about why marriage as an entrepreneur is different than when you both work standard jobs, how we can get our spouses excited and ready to support our business. Then we talk about the types of business conversations you should be having with your spouse and how you can find a role for your spouse in your business to support you and to really make them a part of what you're doing. Adrian also talks about how having children affected their marriage and their business and the changes that they had to make as those life changes have come along, as well as a few tips for just making sure that you are cultivating a marriage and a business that you love. Adrian is a wedding planner, designer, floral artist, and marriage encourager behind Hearts Content Event and Design. She is so passionate about her craft and takes joy in planning and designing stunning, heartfelt, and joy-filled wedding days so couples can sit back, relax, actively prepare for their marriage, and spend intentional time with those who matter most. She is married to her college sweetheart, Josh, who teams up with her to counsel and encourage creative business owners to become better stewards of their marriages while fostering the growth of a thriving business. They are blessed to be parents to their fun-loving son, James, their joyful daughter, Nora, and a rambunctious but kind Frenchie, Nina. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Samantha. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm good. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Perfect. So, hey, guys. I am Adrian Roland. I am the owner, designer, florist wedding planner and marriage encourager of Hearts Content Events and Design. We are located in Hampton Roads, Virginia, but we serve all of the state of Virginia, all of the East Coast, and um, we are also branching into destination weddings as well. So um, we are just so excited to be able to serve beautiful wedding clients um, as full service wedding planners so that so that we are taking care of clients from the very beginning of the process all the way through to the end and just serving them the best that we possibly can. Um, we also, my husband and I are, are marriage encouragers. My husband is Josh and he and I have been married for five years and we have had an amazing support system of people who have really encouraged our marriage and we thought the best way to really pay it forward, especially in the situation that we're in, is to encourage other business owners who are married um, in order to business-proof their marriage, essentially, and be better stewards of their marriage while they're fostering the growth of a thriving business. So um, we are marriage encouragers in that we do just that, and we hope to um, also bring marriage, the covenant of marriage, back to the forefront of the wedding industry. Awesome. So how did you get, well, how did you get started running a wedding business and doing wedding planning? 
So um, I got started um, in 2012. Actually, I did some interning with some um, other wedding planners while I was in college. And I had a really big interest for wedding planning, really actually my whole life. My, my dad is a pastor, so of course he has officiated thousands upon thousands of weddings. And I probably am saying so much hyperbole right now, but he's officiated so many weddings. So um, I kind of got into it with that. And then also my mom was a incredible musician, one of those really disgusting musicians that you um, would hear sing, play an instrument, and would just play it with so much ease that it's just like, ugh, why? <laughs> why are you so good at this? But she was booked every single weekend um, that I can remember as a child, playing the organ, playing the violin, singing something for some wedding going on um, throughout the area. And of course she was a stay-at-home mom, so she would take myself, my older sister, to these weddings. We would sit up in the balcony with these huge pipe organs right behind us, and we would be able to um, watch these two individuals share their vows for one another. And of course, I would do my due diligence and help clean up afterwards, selfishly really picking up all of the things that were left behind so that I could keep them for myself <laughs> as, <laughs> as a little planner for my own wedding. And ultimately, what happens to be the culmination of heart's content and helping me to be able to plan um, and execute the weddings of so many couples uh, today. So I started there, and then really when my husband, my fiancé then, my husband now, uh, proposed, um, we were in a very difficult time where my mom was diagnosed with a glioblastoma in the brain, brain cancer. And um, we really weren't sure how long she would be with us. In fact, the doctor told us that she had about three months to live. And we were blessed that she had um, five more years with us. But during that time, that was really difficult because she lost a lot of her motor skills. She lost the ability to walk, to talk on her own, to do simple things that a lot of us take advantage of on a daily basis. So um, I quit my job. I finished school. I quit my job. I decided to help my dad out and be a full-time caregiver for my mom. And while I was doing that and planning my wedding, I had the opportunity to spend this really special time with the people who really mattered most, to spend this really special time with my mom as well, and of course with my fiance, and now my husband Josh, of course, um, but she really encouraged me and said, you know what, you have a gift for this. You have a gift for serving others, not only um, making this day about you as the bride, but also making sure that everybody feels loved and served on that day. And to this day, that's really been the, the heart and the passion of Heart's Content that um, our couples are able to have this white space so that they can spend the time needed to foster the relationship between one another, um, the bride and the groom, or both the sweethearts together, and also so that their loved ones, all the people that are joining and surrounding them on that day, who will feel loved and served on that day. So 
yeah, that's how we got started. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I know so many people in the wedding industry just, it seems like they have this love for weddings and for marriage. And I love that we're bringing that back to what I think, you know, a lot of times people tell us like these big giant weddings are just costing money, but you are purposely going out there and saying it's more than just about your wedding day. It's about starting a marriage together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as a wedding professional, I would I would never, ever tell a couple if they want to spend the money, if they want to use their resources, they should definitely have the wedding of their dreams, but they can have their cake and eat it too. They can have this beautiful curated wedding with all these gorgeous details, but be able to spend the time with the people who matter most. And so what we do in our business is try to just flip things on its head instead of just choosing colors, just to choose the colors instead of um, choosing materials or details just to choose them just because they're pretty or they've seen them on Pinterest to flip it on its head and to make sure every single detail, every single piece of the wedding day is meaningful to their love story. So as soon as a guest walks in at the reception or the ceremony, they know, okay, yes, this is their wedding. I'm being enveloped in their love story right now. I am a part of this story that's just beginning today. So that's our heart. That's our passion. That's what we love to do in this business. Okay. So today we're specifically talking about marriage and entrepreneurship. And I know that you and your husband have this heart for helping business owners to really put their marriage first. So does he work in the business with you or is this just something that you guys have learned because you're an entrepreneur and he isn't? Great question. So my husband, shockingly, is not in the business with me. (laughs) And oftentimes when I post on social media and I talk about him on my website, on my blog, and things like that, people think, oh, yeah, he's a contracted person, a contracted worker in my business because of the way I speak about him. But no, he is has just been a really proud supporter from the very beginning. And there have been, of course, every couple has their trials and disagreements and things like that when it comes to how a business should be run or um, how to manage the business and make sure it doesn't take over the lives of their marriage and their this their lives in general. Um, because it can often seem, and I, I know a lot of business owners feel this way, that you work a business in order to not work 40 to 80 hours a week, mm-hmm. but then you end up working 40 to 80 hours a week and it takes over your life. But our, our hope is uh, with the tools and the things that we've set in place for our marriage that we're able to encourage other couples to do the same and to make sure that they are able to own a thriving business that they can, again, have their cake and eat it too. Um, They can own a thriving business while still fostering a healthy marriage at the same time. Okay. So can you talk about why marriage as an entrepreneur is different than if both people have standard jobs? Because I think when we start our businesses, we assume things are going to be 
pretty much the way that they were. We don't think that that is going to change so much. Right, right. And I think truthfully, if I be completely honest with you, I think the best answer to that question is that it doesn't have to be different. And in a lot of ways, if we really put our brains um, as business owners on the other foot, uh, if I uh, put our, our brains, I uh, put our foot in the other shoe or whatever that euphemism is. <laughs> um, if we really put ourselves in the other person's shoes, we can really think that person, our spouse or wh- whoever is going to a nine to five on a daily basis. They have long hours. They have stresses from their boss. They have um, lots of tasks and things that they need to accomplish. They have meetings. They have this. They have that. And sometimes they bring that home with them. Yes, um, there is some difference in terms of actually going to a place, doing their work, and having the option of leaving their work at that place before they bring it home. But obviously, there's always things that are going to be brought home. And truthfully, it's really in mindset and making the right choices. So basically what what I feel is that if you really want to business proof your business, uh, business proof your marriage, sorry, um, then you have to start there and acknowledging that something needs to change, that you can't be working 40 to 80 plus hours if that doesn't work for your family life, if that doesn't work for your marriage, if that's causing a riff in your relationship, you have to start there and make that acknowledgement from the very beginning. And then from there, the change is able to happen for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think at least what happened to me when I started my business, I was so excited because I loved what I was doing and I really wanted it to grow and and I had the best intentions for, you know, I wanted to be able to come alongside my husband who works as a teacher and sort of help provide for our family. And so I would spend hours in the evenings when he was home online trying to just build connections. And I took a while, but I finally realized like that's taking away from our time together. And it was something that had to change. And it was, never anything he didn't support, but it was just, I had to look at, okay, because I can work from my laptop on my couch when we're watching TV at night, it doesn't mean that I should do that. Exactly. I know with Josh and I and our current relationship, a lot of my business decisions and the way that our business has changed has been because the past processes that we had in the business really isn't working for our growing family. We have two kids now. James is three. Um, He just started school today. Oh, goodness. And Nora is one years old, and they're growing, and they're toddlers, and they're running all over the house. And I also have to be a mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I also have to be a mom while I am being a wife and being a business owner. So that's a lot of hats for me to have. And it's very difficult to be present in all of that, at least for my husband and for my kids, if I'm not really careful with my time, if I don't 
um, plan my time very wisely. So most recently, the, the biggest change that has happened in our business about a year ago is that we stopped taking day of coordination, we stopped taking month of coordination, and we only focused on full service couples so that we could only take on maybe about seven to 10 per year and really focus on those couples, serve them really well, while also, of course, bringing in more profit for our business and giving me a little bit more time so that I can serve my family well, so I can serve my husband well and not work 10,000 hours per week, um, trying to run here and there, do this, do that, be everywhere, and just not really being present for the family. So yes, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I know that your husband is um, really a part of your business and you guys talk a lot about it. So, But for people who are just starting a business or who feel like their spouse doesn't really get it, how can we get our spouse excited and ready to support this business that we're running? Yes, that is an amazing question. So I think it all starts with communication. And I know this kind of feels like a cliche because everybody tells, tells you when you're about to get married, communication is key, communication is key, communication is key. I'm telling you five years in, and I'm certain that someone who has been married for 50 years will tell you the exact same thing. Communication is absolutely key. Not only in being able to foster your marriage, but in the balance of marriage and business, it's really important that as a business owner and as a spouse that you sit down with your spouse and say, these are my dreams, these are my aspirations, this is my life. And because this is my life and you are part of my life, I want you to be a part of it. Oftentimes, spouses really do want to support you in your dreams and aspirations, but they're not exactly sure how. Being able to sit down and my husband and I call them dream sessions where we get together once a month. We maybe go for a date night, swipe it on the business credit card because we are talking about the business and we talk about all things business. We talk about what's going on for the business in the month, during the month, what we have planned, the things that we are hoping to do five years down the line, great things that we can do to encourage marriages and just all the types of ideas that just kind of pop up off of the top of the head. Um, we sit down and just dream about all of that during those dream sessions. And it's so fruitful, not only for our marriage, but for the business. It's actually through these dream sessions that Josh came up with the role from, for himself to be our production manager. He is really incredible at efficiency and timing and making sure everything runs smoothly. If I have a big dream, so I'm, I'm so creative and he's very logistical in his thinking. And if I have a big dream or a big idea for someone's wedding, I'll take it to him and he tells me exactly what I need, exactly how many assistants I'm going to need and what materials I'm going to need in order to make things run as smoothly as possible. It's just so important to have that time to sit down and just chat 
about everything out on the line. Transparency and communication is absolutely key here too. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. So you mentioned in there, you know, some of the things that you guys talk about, you're dreaming for, you know, the next month and five years down the road, you're talking about what business you have, but what other types of conversations regarding our businesses should we be having with our spouse to just keep them up to date, to let them know what's going on and to make sure that we are communicating well? Absolutely. So one thing that is so, so, so important to talk about is business finances. Talk about your business finances with your spouse. See if there's some way that they can help with bookkeeping or even a referral to the right CPA or someone who will be able to help out with finances. Make sure that you and your spouse can check the balances and make sure that you are making enough money to, if you are supporting the family in some way, to do just that, to help pay the bills, to help live the lifestyle that you want to have. Um, one of the goals that I have for my business is, uh, yes, our, my husband is the breadwinner for our family. He's a computer engineer and um, he has a wonderful job that he loves and he has no intention of leaving anytime soon. But one of the things that we have talked about doing in my business is that the profit that I make will be used mainly for um, great experiences for our family, taking our kids one day to Disney World or ballet lessons or soccer practice for James or so on and so forth. Just great, fun family experiences for our family. And um, it's really important to have those conversations to not only maintain the finances in your business, to make sure that they correlate with what's best for your family and in your marriage, but to make sure everything is laid out on the table so that you know that all of your goals for the business really line up with what you are hoping to achieve in your marriage as well. Yeah, and I think especially for the finances piece, sometimes people don't understand like this is a business, it's making money, and when you can sit down with your spouse and say, okay, this is what I'm bringing in, this is what we're spending, this is kind of our projection, that really helps them support your business because they understand what it is that you're spending your time doing and how you're making your money, and it isn't such a nebulous thing where they don't know if you're actually bringing in money or if you're sitting on social media all day. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And oftentimes in my business, the way that I know it's time to raise my prices is I have that conversation with my husband and he says, you need to make more profit. And that usually is the done deal there. Um, we tack on just a little bit more and to, in order to make our experience that much better for our couples and also serve our family that much better too. Yeah, 
And sometimes men are a lot better at just saying, you should charge more money for that than we are. (laughs) They sure are. (laughs) If you know Josh, Josh is very direct. He's very forward. He's a sweet and loving guy, but he is very direct in his talk. Um, He's very logical in his thinking. So when he talks about money, it's just very bam, 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 very businesslike. And he's one of those people who would just be like, you need to charge more. And that'll be the end of the conversation. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I also love that you have kind of a goal for the income that you're making. So you know that this money that I'm making is going to this specific thing that we want to do as a family. I think that's really helpful, whether it's planning for vacations and fun experiences, or it's, I have to cover the mortgage this month, but it gives people a really solid idea of this is what I'm working for. This is kind of where we need to be in order to have the business kind of be successful in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And that's a really great point. Something that I find a lot in the service industry is because we often don't have a tangible material to give a client that we're not exactly sure how to price our services in a way that's going to be profitable and also show the client that they should really value our work. But if you really think about it, um, and some something that my husband has taught me to do is when we create our new pricing guide each year and we list out all our entire workflow, we tack a price next to every single item that we do throughout the entire workflow. And then we're able to create the exact pricing for how much we will charge um, each year for what we offer. That, may, that way may not work for everybody, but just having that conversation on how pricing your services is going to work best for your profitability, for your livelihood and your marriage and your business is just golden. It's just so important to do. All right. So are there other types of business conversations that we should be having on a regular basis with our spouse? Yes. So um, one thing I personally feel is just so important is to make your spouses like feel valued when you have those conversations. Um, with them. What that means is um, being able to talk about what their gifts are, talk about the things that they're able to do, and see if there is some type of way that they can aid in the process of success for the business. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to have office hours or carve out time in order to um, be a part of the business, attend meetings with you, so on and so forth. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But being an advisor, being a supporter, being someone who will be there to bounce ideas off of you is a way that the spouse can show support For instance, in our marriage, I I already told you before that um, my husband is our production manager because his gift is really having logical thinking and efficiency for project management and uh, just making sure everything flows smoothly, knowing all the little bits and details and how it comes together to make a bigger picture. And he's really great at that. 
perhaps someone else's husband uh, may have dabbled in photography or some graphic design in the past. Use their expertise, use some of their hidden gifts and talents to um, really bring them into the fold and show people, brag a little bit and tell them, hey, you know, my spouse made this for me or help make my logo. In fact, I would even say that um, Josh was the creator of the name Heart's Content. I was thinking about what, what should I name my business? How should I, how could I really convey that I am trying to teach clients how to plan their weddings with heart and smarts? And then Josh kind of just blurted out again, very direct, Heart's Content. Why don't you name it Heart's Content? And it stuck. And that was um, the be beginning and the end of all of it. So um, definitely have the conversations where you sit down and, of course, share your heart with your spouse, but allow the white space for them to give back in some way. You have to allow them some room in order to support you to the best way that they possibly can. Provide that feedback, provide a tangible service or some type of act of love in supporting you in your dreams and aspirations. Yeah. In my business, so my husband serves kind of a couple of roles. One is when I have to send a really hard email to somebody, he is the one that will read over it and make sure that it makes sense and kind of takes the emotions out of that for me, which is so helpful because I take everything personally and he does not. And so he can look at it and say, okay, well, this is what they're actually asking. You know, they're not telling you you're a terrible person. You just <laughs> need a little bit more clarification. And the other role that he plays is that when I'm designing websites, I show him the design before I send it to my clients and he will go through and just say, you know, I think this needs to be changed. I think we need to make a couple of adjustments. And he's just really good at weeding out anything that isn't necessary. And it's great to have that second set of eyes. So he plays those roles in my business and it's not a lot of time. It's not an official like title in the business, but it's really helpful for me and it's helpful for him to see what it is that I'm doing every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So you did mention that you guys have two kids and I'd love to know how having children affected kind of how you run your business and your marriage and how you manage all of that. Oh dear. That is <laughs> a great question. Okay. So Goodness, Samantha, you're asking all the great questions today. Okay, I would say, um, so we have two kids. With the first child, things were a little bit more, um, I, I hate to say the word simple, but for lack of a better word, that's the word I'm going to say. But essentially, um, things with the first child, obviously there's some things and some processes that had to change. Um, we had to change my hours a little bit. I started implementing more office hours so that I was able to care for my son and maintain the house as needed and make sure that my husband was loved on and cared for. But having two kids kind of changed the game for us big time. I no longer had like extra pockets 
like during nap time in order to um, get extra work done. No, it was um, very chaotic at first. I felt that I was constantly trying to work a little bit, tell my son, hey, you know what? Give me just a minute. I know that you want me to give you a hug or do something for you, but give me just a minute. Let me finish this email. And then my husband and I had that conversation and we were like, you know what? That's not going to work. I'm not going to be able to sit down and write emails all day or try to be a complete nine to five type of business owner or work 40 hours a week and so on and so forth. I'm not going to be able to do that. And also serve my husband well, serve my kids well, be a good mom, be a good steward of our household. I'm not going to be able to do those things. So essentially, we had to change the game up. I wasn't able to take on 20 to 25 weddings per year anymore. It just wasn't going to work. So I wasn't able to do all those things anymore. So Josh and I had those conversations, those really hard kind of heartbreaking conversations because, you know, my business is yet another baby in my life and I have all these dreams and aspirations for my business. Yes, dreams change. Yes, aspirations change. Yes, I, I feel that as business owners, we kind of sometimes get so attached to the five-year plan that we have, that if life happens and a curveball happens, then we're devastated that things are changing and it's not going our way. But we have to really think, you know what, how, how is this being changed for me? How is this being changed for my good? Why is this happening for my good, for my business is good, for my marriage is good, for my children's um, benefit? So we um, really had those hard conversations, changed up the business in order to make sure that I'm able to be a better steward of my marriage and of our children. And honestly, as we have had children, it's changed each time. So the first time, like I said, we implemented business hours. We were, I started being more strict with them because that's something that was very difficult for me to do at the very beginning. Extremely difficult for me to do. As I had the second child, that's when Josh sat down with me and we took on less weddings. We only started offering full service clients. And now that our children are becoming toddlers and James is becoming more involved in the community. James, my three-year-old, going to school and being involved in recreational classes and things like that, I realized, you know what, I can't do this by myself. I can't constantly be hoping to plan this entire wedding and, and get all these things done all by myself. So we started hiring staff. We started hiring hands to be a bigger part of the team so that I could take my baby and make sure that it was still doing what it was supposed to be done with people who would love it and foster it as much as I would. So um, it has changed and grown in that way in order to best benefit our, our family and ultimately make sure that our marriage remains healthy too. 
All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I just, I love that you guys have talked so much about this, that even when those conversations were hard and you had to make hard decisions, it was always a conversation you were having. And I think that is really the important part of being married anyway. But when you run a business, like you have to be able to have hard conversations and share yes. what's going on and take your spouse's feedback and, and not just see it as, okay, well, they don't understand, but there's actually something that they bring to the table and you need to take that seriously and sometimes change up the way you do things. Yes, absolutely. Change is good. Change is required in order for growth to occur. You know, um, and I constantly tell our um, marriage encouragement clients that growing your marriage and growing your business is like having a fruitful workout. You will go into the gym and start with a certain level of weights or a certain level of cardio, and then you have to increase it in order to build your muscle mass, in order to build your endurance, and to get stronger. And that the same thing is true in your marriage, in your business. Unless you're able to, to change and be good stewards of what you've been given while you're bringing more on, then you'll crumble. The foundation's not going to be there. Um, and it's just so important to remember that constantly as you're making those changes and living and breathing in your business. Okay. So before we wrap up with some final questions, do you have any other tips for people as they are navigating marriage and entrepreneurship? Yes, absolutely. One thing I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to say two things that I, I feel is just so important that a lot of people think is commonplace, but a lot of people really do take advantage of a lot of the time. The first one I'm going to say is to spend time away from the business with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that in the kindest and most diplomatic of hearts because we all intend to do that. We all say that we, we devote time to our, our business and our spouses equally, but if we really think about it, a lot of the time we don't. Essentially, we're spending so much time in, with our business that we're worshiping our business and not paying enough attention to our spouse. We're putting our spouse on the back burner. We're making our spouse the Thanksgiving leftovers and leaving the entire Thanksgiving day for our business and for our clients. And as much as we love serving our clients and love doing what we do, our foundation, our support is going to come from our spouse at the end of the day. If something happens to our business, if everything falls and crumbles, if we serve the wrong client and they and something happens catastrophically, God forbid, at least at the end of the day, we'll have our spouse, we'll have our families, we'll have that solid foundation in order to really pick us up and help us get back on the right track. So it's really important to foster your relationship with your spouse, spend time away from the business, schedule some time together where you can just be present with your spouse, do things that, um, this is another thing um, under the umbrella of that, 
is to be able to, while you're, your spouse, you're hoping your spouse will support you, support your spouse in the things that they love to do. You know, if your spouse loves to play video games, like Josh is an avid video game player, and I am not, I have no idea what he's doing or what buttons he's pushing, but because I appreciate him so much for um, sitting with me and sharing the feedback for my business and doing the things that I do, being involved in the things that I do, I take time to invest in the things that he loves to do as well. And sometimes we even sit down and have conversations about how our worlds intertwine, how um, him being a computer engineer can be a great asset to me being a wedding planner and how me being a wedding planner can be a great asset to what he does as a computer engineer. So being able to set side away from the business and invest time and heart into what your spouse loves to do is just so, so, so important. And then the second thing I'm going to say, again, very commonplace, people really take advantage of this, is to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and just thank you 10,000 more times. And truthfully, the reason I say that is oftentimes as we are sitting at our computers, as we are typing emails and we're asking our spouses for advice, or asking for a few more minutes at a meeting or running late from here to there, um, we often forget that every business decision that we make directly affects them in some way, shape, or form. And the fact that they are, um, if they are even supporting you a little bit, if they are giving you some feedback, if they are giving you some of their heart in order to invest in your business, the best that you can do, the least and the best that you can do is to say thank you or show them some type of gratitude in some type of way. And of course, I am such a huge, huge, huge encourager of people using love languages in order to do just that. Um, so definitely, if you haven't read Love Languages, um, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, Stop what you're doing. Stop listening to this podcast. Do that right now. I'm so serious. And then find out what yours is. Find out what your spouse's is. Make sure you love them in the way that they best receive love. That's just so important. All right. I love both of those. So can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Great. So... Again, I'm a huge advocate of using love languages. One thing that we love to do from the very beginning in our process is that we give the clients a questionnaire so that we get to know them, um, their family members, their quirks, their likes, their dislikes, everything that they want for their wedding day and so on and so forth. But at the bottom of that page, we ask them, what is your love language? What is your sweetie's love language? And we do that so that we can tailor this experience. We can tailor this experience in a way that will love and serve them well. That's one of our core values. That's one of the things that we really love to do. So for example, say if a groom's chief love language was physical touch and they really need 
some type of tangible evidence in some type of way to feel that they are um, being loved and served, then I might suggest to a couple that for their invitation, they have maybe letterpress or some type of um, embossing or thermography or something that when they send this invitation to their guests, they can say, you know, I want you to feel every single letter that has been pressed here. I want you to be enveloped in our love story. I want you to know that we have used our resources in this way to serve you and show you physically that we really want you to be a part of our special day. Yeah. I love that you do that and that you've incorporated it into your business. So can you tell me two things that you're loving right now? They can be business or life or one of each. Ooh, goodness. Okay. So let's see. One thing that I really love, I love, love, love. I'm obsessed with my simplified planner. I am a paper and pen girl. And it's funny that I'm married to a computer engineer who loves all things technological, but I'm not that at all. I will take a, a letter from a pen pal any day. I will take snail mail, happy mail any day. And I will write all my notes on pen and paper and make sure everything's on paper. For me, if it's not written down on paper, then it doesn't exist. And for my simplified planner, I'm able to plan out my entire day and um, really focus on the things that matter in my life. And that kind of helps provide a lot of margin for me, especially in the balance between um, my home life, my marriage, and my business as well. And then something maybe not so business that I am loving right now. Well, it's kind of business. I love Instagram stories, not necessarily the act of making them, because sure, <laughs> I love sharing my life with people, but I also love sitting down and watching life happen. Um, it's just a wonderful way to connect with other people, see what's going on, a little bit of what's going on in other people's worlds. All right, so what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? Yes, so, we are getting back into offering more um, marriage encouragement sessions, my husband and I, and we have a very select amount of dates for the 2019 calendar. So couples, if you are interested in chatting with us on how to be a better steward of your, your marriage as you foster your business, then come chat with us. I'd love, love, love to have that conversation with you for sure. And then some other things that we are hoping to do in the future may or may not have something to do with a conference or a retreat um, for encouraging marriages for business owners as well. So be on the lookout for that. All right. My final question is, where can people find you online? Yes. So my website is www.heartscontentevents.com. You can also find me on Instagram at heartscontentevents. Also Facebook and Twitter, even though I don't use them as often, but you can still follow along on our adventures there as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think this is a great conversation to have and just encourage all of the entrepreneurs out there to make 
their marriage an important part of the way that they look at their business and just figure out how to do this balance for themselves. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 